Hey y'all, it's me Kim and welcome back to Life's a Beach. Today I've got my very special good looking guest, my husband Wayne. Well, thank you for that, Kim. Well, you're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome, you know. Um, today we're going to be talking about, you know, Life's a Beach. We have no specific topics. It's about everything under the sun. And today we're going to be talking about our journey, our religious journey. And if we had to title it, we come up with the great old 90s title from the R.E.M. song. Losing My Religion. And that's exactly what we did. We have lost our religion. Now, I do want to disclaim, first and foremost, this is not going to be a podcast that is going to, we're not out to bash anybody, to hurt anybody, or anything like this. This is just our journey and our story that we want to share. Yeah, we want to love the people who have loved us and cared for us and did what they thought was best. Absolutely. And we have nothing but love and respect for those folks in our past. You know, I would also say that we are still believers. Uh, We are still Christians as far as being believers goes. So we're not saying that we are atheists by when we say we lost our religion. We lost the religious aspect of it, but we are still believers. Absolutely. So that is important to know. So this is not uh, the atheist show you've come to. We're not here to bash God or or bash anybody for that matter. So now that we're past the disclaimer, we move on. Absolutely. (laughs) So let's move forward. So where do we begin, babe? Well, I think maybe you talk about how it was for you coming up and growing up in in your religion, and then I'll talk about mine. Okay, well, let's start from the beginning. Um, Just another little disclaimer. I am not going to put the denial nomination out there that I was part of, just out of respect, but I was part of a church that would be considered part of the restoration movement. Yeah, and restoration movements typically believe that at some point and in some way the church got off track and they have discovered a doctrine that restores it to what it should have been. And there's a lot of those out there. Right. So this is one of many denominations that are part of the Restoration Movement. And and another thing about them is they never call themselves denominations. No. The Restoration Movement doesn't do that. No, they are known as, each one is known as the true original church. Right, right. So this church that I grew up in was the true, quote, unquote, true original church. And, I mean, I can remember being like a little kid, like maybe toddler preschool age, and I went to a church with a a lot of my family members, and it was amazing because I was with my cousins and my great-grandma and my aunts and uncles. So, of course, when you're little like that, it's little vague memories of, you know, singing Jesus Loves Me and just being around people that you loved. So that was great. Now, as I got older, we, we went to a different church, and, you know, you start learning more and paying attention more, and I, I realized, you know, man, there's there's a lot of harshness. We believe a lot of harsh things. I mean, the the plan of salvation was basically a three-step plan. You had to do these three steps, and they weren't easy steps, and it was really hard to even get to step one to become saved. So, I mean, it was a lot of rules, a lot of condemnation, and a lot of the devil's after you, and, and, if, and God's after you. So, you were either running from the devil or, or doing whatever you could to to please God and stay on his good side. I just remember it was a lot of fear for me. I was scared of God during my younger years. So that that's just sort of some of my childhood trauma. Yeah, <laughs> call it what it is. 
um, you know, with me, it was totally different. I was not part of a restorationist movement coming up. I was part of a major denomination who I will name is Baptist. And, you know, it was very grace-focused. Now, occasionally, we would have the John Ritter preacher from the Waltons, right? That was Hellfire and Brimstone. Sure, but, sure. But ordinarily, it was pretty grace-based. I think it was a fond memory for me. And, and it took me a long time to let go of going to church, quite honestly. And Kim and I have since since before August of last year, we haven't been. And um, it took me a long time because I had so many fond, good memories associated growing up with church. And my, my childhood wasn't the best. It wasn't the most stable. And it was a way for me to have some stability. So I don't have the trauma of that end of it that you do. But but it did kind of, um, it, through my life, we were kind of taught grace and and um, that's helped me in my life in some ways. But there were religious aspects of it, for sure. Sure. Well, there was no grace. I, uh, we didn't know what grace was. I mean, it was your little best friend down the street that might have went to the Baptist church or the Methodist church. Well, I mean, she was, she was bound for hell because yeah. she was not in this truth that I was in. So, you know, not only, you know, as you grow up and you start worrying about your soul or whatever. Not only was I worried about my soul because I had to do all these things to even be able to start my process of salvation, mm-hmm. if you will. I was worried about everybody else, you know? Yeah, I was, well, we had some of that. I remember some bumper stickers that some people I loved used to have on their car that said, what would happen to you if you died yeah, right now? Yeah, sure, you know? sure. So, so there was some of that, just does, not to the degree that yeah, you experienced. There was, it was just, um, it, I mean, it's just hard. It was just, ugh. It, it was not fun. I had a very, quite opposite of you. My home life was very stable and wonderful. So Sundays to me were not, you know, yeehaw, I'm going to church Sundays were literally my least favorite day of the week because I was going to a place that I just didn't I didn't understand and I I I was like man this is so harsh but I also went to a place that I didn't fit into because you know even though we looked a certain way when we went to church these people knew when we left church we were we were doing quote unquote worldly things that like going to the movies and yeah. playing sports and things that you were not allowed to do. And I don't know, it just was not a place I ever felt like I fit into. Mm, see, it, I had the opposite experience because I was kind of the lifelong good boy. Yeah. So I just fit in perfectly or I appeared to be a good boy. Um, yeah, let's appear. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. I could I could appear to be a good boy. So I always kind of fell into the whole church thing. So I guess moving on, uh, how did we get into this together? Well, um, let's let's fast forward. My family quit going to church um, steadily, probably in my early teens, right? Okay. So I, I got out of the church life, and it was great. I was like, yes. It was just, it was not my thing. And you and I, we met in high school, but when we started dating, I remember I did not go to church. We were out of high school at this right. point. Um, we started dating. You went to church every Sunday. I went to the little Presbyterian church. Yeah, you yep. did. And right um, and you tried to get me to go with you. I and, did. And I, I did. And I told you no every weekend. And I just went to church because it was what I grew up doing. Right. I mean, you were out with me on Saturday night living right. like the devil. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, I was I was at least not going to be a hypocrite. Right, and I was sleeping right. in on, so that's how I thought. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Oh, no, I know. And look at Wayne over there being a hypocrite. You know, going, growing up Baptist, if you were out sinning, you, you just needed to go to church even more so right. we didn't but see but we see, didn't think of it as being a hypocrite i looked at it like why even bother going to church because i'm sinning i'm not even going towards god there's right, no need to waste right. his time nor mine so <laughs> i mean it was it was just 
very, very messed up. But anyway, um, my parents actually ended up finding this little church in, um, in a town next to ours. And they really, it was the denomination I grew up in, but it did not have, uh, I mentioned before, there was a lot of rules, you know, that right. I grew up with like um, dress code and crazy stuff like this. Now, this church had the truth, the doctrine truth. But it didn't have all the silliness that went along with it. And my my mom was like, oh, we found this church and it is great, wonderful people. Come along, you know, come yeah. try it out. And she asked me a few times and I blew her off. And finally I was like, oh, I'm going to go get this over with. Because right. Wayne's got on one end trying to get me to go. And now I've got my mother on the other end and trying to, to get me to go. to be clear, I just wanted you to go anywhere. I right, didn't, right. Know, it wasn't about going any special place. Right. You just you just right. wanted my yeah. soul straightened out, right? Well, Basically. I mean, no, I wasn't so much worried about your soul. I wanted you to share my habit that I'd had all my life. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a bad yeah, habit. Whatever. Whatever. But anyway, so we ended up, um, I ended up going and Wayne went with me. And lo and behold, she was right. We we went to this place with just probably the nicest group of people. Still are. Oh, yeah. Wonderful group of people. Just very welcoming, very friendly, mm-hmm. just loving to us. And I was like, well, you know, if I know I've got to get right with God eventually. And, and in my mind, church was getting right with God. That was step one, right? Right. So I thought to myself, well, you know, if this might be my place, God might have really put me in my place. I don't have all the, I don't feel the condemnation that I did in the churches of the past. There was actually something in this church I had never experienced before growing up in this denomination, and it's the word grace. Yeah. There was some grace in this church. There was. And I, I did not grow up with grace in any way, shape, or form. So it was a brand new concept for me. And so we started kind of going there. We and, did, yeah. And then I was a church pianist all of my life, yes. And uh, and uh, did a little bit of that. So I, I kind of did that and started playing for them. And and then by and by we went for a few years, and then we didn't go for a few years. The church relocated, and we didn't go. And then we went back. Sure, we played. We played. Uh, what what's the term? We were backsliders. Right, we would go right. C and E, Christmas and yeah, Easter. And, yeah. And, and then we'd wake up on a Sunday morning and say, uh, man, right, we're right. not going to do it. And then one day we got into it, right? Yeah. Um, now, we're, we're married at this point. Let's, oh, yeah. yeah, we've, yeah. We've gotten we've married. We've married. And, um, and we really decide it's time to, to Buckle get down. Buckle down, yes, we for needed, lack of a better word. You, you at this point, um, you had been in the Baptist denomination. Yeah. and But at this point, after we had gotten married, you had kind of started believing absolutely yes. and when i believed it i believed it hook line and sinker right um, for you sure you had a uh, almost i guess a revelation uh, yeah a zeal to uh, for it for yeah, sure yeah yeah um, and so when i and if you know me you know that if i'm into something i'm a hundred percent and if i'm not into something i'm zero percent that's just the way i roll absolutely okay yes. So when I got into it, I was into it, and and we started um, going to the church when they got in their new location. I started playing the piano. I felt that I was called into the ministry. Yes, um, yes. Kim never felt that herself, but well, you know, no. it was never a revelation Kimberly got. It was no, <laughs> I never got that revelation. Um, but it was it was what I felt, and I felt like I could be helpful, and and so I decided to get into the ministry. So we got kind of on fire and into it. Yes, and um, when you got called into the ministry, we had a there were there were there were some peaceful times for us. You know, we were we were. I think at that point, I even had some zeal to me. Oh, absolutely. I um, 
I well, was, and that's part of what this is, is if you believe that you've got the, the truth. Yes. And that everybody else, although well-intentioned. Y'all and, are going to hell, people. Right, well, although <laughs> they might be well-intentioned, they're off. I'm not. Yeah. Now, the uh, to be clear, guys, the fellowship that we left, our last fellowship that we left, would not tell you that. No, they absolutely would not, not. Say, they would not say. I'm that. talking old, old school, hardcore people right. in this doctrine will still right. to this day tell you that. Right. Uh, now, we were at a church, I will say again, that the church that we spent our 20, 20 plus years of our life at was a great uh, grace-filled church. Yes, and they would, not condemn, they would not condemn others, just consider it to be an error, right? right absolutely. But um, I got into it gung-ho, and it was euphoric. because It was euphoric, and it, I never put my finger on why it was euphoric. I thought it was God, you know, and God's Spirit that made it euphoric, but it was really pride. It was the pride of here I am called by God in this special in this special doctrine that most Christians don't have. It's a, it's a I'm my own Moses, Kim. Right. I mean, you know, I mean that's that's kind of how you think, and I didn't mean to think that way, and I never would have thought, told you during that time that I thought that way, but it's kind of how well, I thought. It, it's a back of mixed emotions because you you believe you do have. The truth, right? The gospel truth. This is this is your ticket to heaven. Yeah. And in, in one half of you, you feel so humbled and honored. You're like, how how am I so blessed to have this? Right. And it's my job to guard out, it with my life. Guard it, and and we got to spread it out to the world too, mm-hmm. because you know we love people and we want them in heaven with us. But at the other time, it's kind of like. That's right. I've got the. Who am I? You know, it's almost. It is a pride thing. It's a humbling thing, but yet it can be very prideful too. Absolutely, because it's. Plus, it puts a huge burden on you. So, oh, if you if you are a minister in a restoration style movement. Um, your goal is to grow that because not everybody has this right. precious truth that you have. So you want to you want that little church or whatever you're ministering at to grow, grow, grow because it's not as common as First Baptist, you know. Right. So we put all of our focus and energy into that. All of our eggs were in the religious basket. We were. We were Mr. and Miss Minister. Now, that, yes. that was kind of short-lived, though. Mr. Minister lasted longer than Miss Minister right, did. Right, right. I didn't so, last long. So, we just kind of... And in that process, guys, we started to lose each other. We did. We did. And And right from the moment you got called into the ministry, it was not like all of a sudden just things went downhill. It started like a... A little slope. Yeah. Things would start getting kind of... There were some rubs between us because, yes. you know, I'm hook, line, and sinker, and I didn't mind the holiness standards. Right. I could have lived them. Right. You know, I, I didn't mind that... Because, um, you know, for men, they weren't that bad anyway. Right. But um, you would never be on board with No, them. I could not. So that caused a little bit of a rub, and it kind of went from there. Yes, yes. There are standards in the church, and we're going to have to wrap this up to make you understand there are standards in this denomination of how people are to dress and wear their hair and stuff like that. And I just absolutely would have no part of it. And in some ways, probably killed your ministry, some would say. Not at that particular fellowship, because they didn't no, hold to them No, but in other places right. and stuff. But hey. Our time is up on this episode. That was quick. quick. We are going to have a couple more episodes on this, so just hang with us, and we'll get them out soon. Thanks, guys, for listening in to Life's a Beach.